Sifter for the ear. News, interviews, reviews, cinema, TV, streaming. Action. Hi, y'all. This is Jerry Williams, a.k.a. TV Jerry. Movie Maker Magazine has come out with their best places to live and work as a movie maker for 2024, and Richmond ranks number 10 on the small cities and towns. Their quote, Richmond boasts many museums, a bustling restaurant and bar scene, and all kinds of recreational activities, like kayaking on the James River, which runs through downtown. It's less than a two-hour drive to Washington, D.C., but there's not much you'll need that Richmond doesn't already have. End quote. This week's podcast will be the first double feature of the year. First, we'll meet Robin Farmer and Rachel Weatherly from the Virginia Screenwriters Forum. This is a resource for aspiring writers, and it's been around for 35 years. Then we'll talk about the new Winter Horrorland Film Festival, which features movies viewed through a mental health perspective. I'll be talking with Josh Berkey, who founded Victims and Villains, which is a nonprofit dedicated to deconstructing the stigma around mental health issues. The festival takes place on January 27th, and it's free at the downtown main library. There are links to both organizations on the podcast page for this show at tvjerry.com. Sifter Review of the Week. Lift on Netflix. As opposed to his typical manic personality, Kevin Hart attempts to be cool in this role. He plays the leader of a team of high-end thieves who are tasked with stealing $500 million in gold from an in-flight airplane. The elaborate heist is as unlikely as it sounds, and getting there is predictable and unexciting. Even the twists are expected. If Hart had embraced his usual style, this film might have been more fun. Only Billy Magnuson's gung-ho character provides any personality to the otherwise bland cast. Making matters worse is the flat writing and mediocre direction. Even the stunt scenes are unimpressive and often look like bad CGI. This movie feels like a typical Netflix formula for heist films, with all the elements but none of the creativity or originality that would have made this flight remotely exciting. I gave Lyft one out of five stars. So I got a very alliterative duo today, Robin and Rachel. Welcome to Sifter for the Ear. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Robin Farmer is the director of the Screenwriters Forum, and Rachel Weatherly is the assistant director. How many years has the Virginia Film Writers Forum been around? We will be celebrating our 35th anniversary this year. Wow, that's incredible. Now, I know that Helene Wagner was the founder, I believe, and unfortunately, she's no longer with us. Do you know what sparked her to create this or why it was started in the first place? So before she moved to Virginia, I think Helene started off in Texas. And I think she said she looked around and she couldn't find anything like this. So she created it. Oh, okay. And so then when she came to Virginia, she just started over again with the VSF. Oh, okay. And how long have you been involved? Oh, gosh. This might be my 17th year. Oh, wow. Great, great. And what got you involved? What is your background? Are you a writer to start with? Or how did you decide you want to be a screenwriter? So growing up, I used to admire the films by John Sayles. Right. Footnote. John Sayles is an early indie writer-director whose films include Return of the Sakaka Seven, The Brother from Another Planet, Mate One, Eight Men Out, and Passion Fish. And I noticed on the credits that not only was he the director, he was also the screenwriter. So when I went to Marquette to major in writing, I had to think between screenwriting and journalism because I was always in love with newspapers. So to be practical, I knew I probably could get a job as a journalist. As a screenwriter, not so much. Right. It came back up again when I was 39 years old and I had a fellowship at the University of Michigan. 
And I decided to look at screenwriting. Helene comes in at it because Helene was 40 when she started writing screenplays. I was 39. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Helene is from New York and she had a very no-nonsense veneer. I'm from Philadelphia. I'm kind of the same way. (laughs) We click. Rachel, how about you? How did you decide you wanted to be a screenwriter? I went to school at VCU for um, advertising and communications, and I had always wanted to be a screenwriter ever since I saw the Terminator movies when I was little. Um, I thought that was so cool that that was somebody's job, you know, um, to write something. So I think while I was in school or maybe a little bit like right afterward, I was looking for something just like some sort of writer's group. When you search Virginia and screenwriters, we're what comes up. (laughs) How many members have been involved overall and how many are members now? So when Helene was running it, we were smaller than we are now. We have 27 members now, but when Helene was running it, we never quite got bigger than 15. But I would say over 35 years, if you average it out 35 times 15, that's your answer. Oh, wow. I, I do words. I don't do math. I'll just say we, <laughs> we're all writers here. We don't do math. So. <laughs> I know y'all have monthly meetings. So what happens at the meetings? So we meet the third Saturday of every month, right? except in December when we sort of let our hair down and have a holiday party. That's always go. the first Saturday in December. But The whole mission is to help screenwriters to elevate their scripts. But increasingly with members like Rachel, we are also evolving into encouraging our members to produce and direct their own short films. So I know it's downtown at the Dominion Arts Center. If somebody's interested, can they just walk in and show up? Our process is that um, we have a form on our website that if you're interested, you can reach out to our membership chair and she will send out the scripts that we have for the month. So we typically do two different critiques of the first act pages, so about 30 pages each. As a guest, you have no obligation to participate in the critique. You're welcome just to sit there, meet people, listen in. After you come as a guest three times, then you are then eligible for membership. Surprise guest drop-in. Speaking of membership, somebody wanted to drop in and say hello from the past. Megan Holly, welcome. Hello, hello. Hi, Megan. (laughs) So nice to see you guys. You too. Footnote. Megan Holly is a working screenwriter living in Richmond. Her first nationally released film, Sunshine Cleaning, starred Amy Adams, Emily Blunt, and Alan Arkin. So nice to see you, Megan. I haven't seen you. I mean, we've known each other for years. I haven't seen you in probably five or six years at least. I know. Forever. So how did you get started with Virginia Screenwriters Forum? Was that how you got to your success today? It was hugely informative for me and... I found out about it by um, Kevin Hirschberger, who is a Richmond filmmaker. He had just done a Civil War movie, and we were kind of doing festival rounds. And he said, oh, Megan, you got to come check out the Virginia Screenwriting Forum. And I had just started writing Sunshine Cleaning at the time. And he gave me the address. This is like 2001. This is before GPS. And I'm trying to find it. And I can't find it. I'm walking around downtown. And I remember feeling this sense of like, you know, in my head, it was like, this is my big break. Like, this is the thing that I need to get my screenplay done. And I couldn't find it. Get back in my car, defeated. And I'm literally crying because I couldn't find it. 
find it. And I call Kevin and I'm all upset. He's like, just come next month. It's fine. And so I came the next month and I met this amazing group of screenwriters and it gave me the kind of impetus to finish that first 30 pages. At that time, you had to print out 30 pages for everybody and you had to distribute them. I bet now it's probably PDFs or something, y'all. It's digital. Yeah. 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 Digital. yeah. Okay. Well, the time you were coming, you were like lugging all of these scripts. <laughs> but it was like, it was great because you were held account or you were letting everybody down. Right. You know, and I needed that, you know, that sense of letting everybody like, oh, I've got to do this. But also everybody in that group was a more accomplished screenwriter and had more experience writing screenplays than I did because I was just getting started. And I remember, you know, the critiques, learning so much, just hearing people critique other scripts, not just your own. I mean, it's very helpful getting your own script critiqued, but just hearing the critiques in general helped me think like a screenwriter and was huge for my development. And then I also had my second 30 pages critiqued. And then I also had this pool of peers that once I had completed the full script were so generous in saying, yeah, I want to read it, you know, and giving me the encouragement to kind of believe in myself. Yeah, the the Virginia Screenwriting Forum was huge for me. And the movie got made. And the movie got made. You know, there's so many interesting characters in the forum. And I I love that because everybody is coming from a very different point of view and seeing things about your script. We all have blinders on. We all are, are only able to experience our lives and put that into our screenplays. And so it's so valuable to get the input from people. I love that it's like a wide age range and people with all different backgrounds. I think that is so valuable. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for dropping in. It was great for you to share your information. That was inspirational, guys, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a great story. Mary, before she leaves, I just want to say that she is an inspiration and a role model for all of us because she's an in-demand screenwriter living in RVA. And and we're going to have her back on the show, by the way. She's going to get her own podcast in the coming months so we can talk about some of her work. Well, it was wonderful dropping in on you guys. I'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. Rachel. Bye-bye. So now one thing she mentioned, and Rachel, you touched upon it, but I don't think we heard it up at the beginning. People have to submit their 30 pages for people to critique, for the rest of the group to critique, right? How does that process work exactly? Yeah, so each month, um, like I said, we get two different writers um, from our pool. So we critique about 24 scripts a year. Wow. Plus, we do a couple other things that adds to that number. But So each month, there'll be two different writers, and about uh, two weeks prior to the meeting, they will send out their scripts. And then so everybody comes having already read the screenplays and are prepared to give a critique. And each person has about three minutes, depending on um, how many members we have show up that day um, to go through the stuff that they love, the stuff that they feel like they could, you know, provide constructive criticism on and things like that. How is the general mood? Is everybody like 
accepting and loving and even when people think this really sucks you know people are, how, how does the vibe work in the room with all this because i'm sure sometimes it's got to be awkward when something's just not working so one of the things that we have done and i think robin as our director has especially done a great job with is like really encouraging like a supportive constructive vibe like it's supposed to be fun at the end of the day like none of us are professionals right now and right. so like our job is to lift each other up and so even when something isn't great, like we've all written stinkers, like most of our first drafts are not something you'd want to be widely read. You know, you come at it from a place of empathy almost. And Robin, you can touch on that too, of like, we've all been there. And so we know what it's like to sit in front of, you know, the firing squad of 20 people and you don't want to be torn down. Sometimes you got to right. give hard feedback, but you know, at the end of the day, it's all love. It's done from a well-intentioned place. What was the hardest thing you ever heard about your work, Rachel? <laughs> I'm going to ask you the same question, Robin. So be thinking. Um, I had somebody tell me once that it was the worst thing they'd ever read, oh. you know, and that's not really constructive. It's like, that's like a very subjective comment of like, you know, it could have been the best thing somebody else has read, but right. uh, that member is no longer, um, in our group. <laughs> Not from anything I did after I'm that. Sure. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> no, nobody called a contract on him or right. her, did they? Robin, how about you? Probably when someone said, well, who's the protagonist? And I thought it's not obvious. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that's, that's a pretty big one. Yeah. But as far as criticism, it needs to be constructive because no one's going to receive that negative energy, right? Right, right. Like you can say anything. It's how you say it. Good point. Now, I know that sometimes you have actors coming in. Reed, are you still doing the uh, actors ensemble? No, we stopped that years ago we haven't gone out so far to like get actors but sometimes people will ask members of the vsf to do like a read aloud um, right version. sure so if somebody wants to join can they just come join or is there a limit how does that work we're at full capacity right now but you can come as a guest for three visits. Well, I want to thank you all both. This has been informative. I'm, obviously, I've known about uh, Screenwriters Forum for years, never been to a meeting because I don't do that kind of work. But I want to thank you both so much. Well, thank, thank you so much for having us. That was Robin Farmer and Rachel Weatherly, Director and Assistant Director of the Virginia Screenwriters Forum. Now, let's visit with Josh Berkey, who runs the nonprofit Victims and Villains, and he'll tell us about the new Winter Horrorland Film Festival. So Josh Berkey, what was the inspiration for Victims and Villains? So the name Victims and Villains comes from the mindset that depression gives you coming out of depression, whether that is as far as suicide or leading into things like addiction or alcoholism. Depression gives you this mindset that you are either the victim of the situation or the villain of the situation or uh -huh. the season or whatever you want to call it. And so with that said, we are a multimedia nonprofit here in Richmond that creates content. We host our own events to talk about mental health through pop culture. Surprise guest drop in. Hello, Josh. It's Ben. Hey, Ben. How are you? Footnote. Ben Himmelfarb is the Library Community Services Manager and Activities Coordinator for the Richmond Public Library. How did this start? How did this whole process start at this film festival? Uh, well, I met Josh at another library program. He was there with Victims and Villains at RippleCon, which was a um, sort of like fandom, library-centric, book-centric festival, basically, back in June. 
the the thing that particularly stood out to me with victims and villains as a partner is the slate of films that they've put together. These are not films that you're going to see other places. So anytime the library can bring arts and culture that you don't get somewhere else, that we can bring it to the public for free, we're all about it. Now, let me ask you this, because I think there is a link for tickets. Do people need to have tickets even though it's free, just so you know attendance? Yeah, we set up a registration link on our website, rvalibrary.org. Yeah, just sign up, let us know uh, if you're coming with multiple people. And that just gives us an idea of how hard we're going to have to work the door. Good deal. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. So what kind of films are going to be in it? Are these all new films? Uh, so these are films that we've shown in the past few years, and these are ranging from United States. Uh, one of our features comes from Australia. We have a couple of shorts from Turkey and the United Kingdom, uh, as well as Spain. So people will really get kind of like an international sense of culture uh, with this one as well. When you say horror, these are not like maniacs with machetes running around. This could be any kind of suspense so we definitely have that that would be subcategoried as a slasher film but in terms of like subcategories of horror you're going to get everything from psychological thriller to this one to supernatural there is horror comedy there's home invasion there is sci-fi there is drama there's a little bit of everything for everyone we really tried to make the programming as diverse as possible while still holding true to the message and vision of victims uh-huh. so and after each film there'll be a Q&A or a discussion about that film before you go on to the next one so the way that we have designed each of our blocks range a little bit between hour 45 minutes to two hours and basically there is a 30 minute intercession in between each one And we specifically put that there so that you can support our three vendors that we have, which is Love Always KB, Moonstone Menagerie, and Twitchcraft Studios. They range everything from crochet to uh, really unique paintings to uh, sculptures and butterfly exhibits. And then you can also check out uh, Con Salsa, which is our food truck vendor. Very good Venezuelan food. And then we also are partnering with uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Forest to Sand, Robin's Hope, Weaver's Circle, Where You're At Foundation, Richmond Behavioral Health, and Who Counseling, as well as providing our own uh, mental health resources and education as well. So you'll be able to also pick up resources in between each blocks as well. Okay, so there's not actually a discussion about the movie and the subject and how that relates to mental health specifically. Typically, if we don't have anybody that is a creative in those in the from a film, uh, typically what we'll do is we'll say something as an organization that'll briefly touch on some of the mental health themes that have going throughout. But really, this is a this is a platform for people to have an open dialogue with some of our community partners, as I as I mentioned, uh, other organizations that are working with us, as well as you know, just really kind of creating a safe space for people to come and enjoy the genre as well. Now, what inspired you to start this whole concept of victims and villains? So Victims and Villains actually started as a means for myself to escape depression. And it's evolved so much in the last eight years since we've started this. And then once I kind of got over that hurdle of depression in my own life, it 
grew into wanting to use the platform for purpose. What do you have planned in the future? Are you going to have more festivals every year? Are you trying to expand the whole concept? So right now, Horrific Hope returns to the Alamo Draft House in uh, April 5th, I'm sorry, April 5th and 6th this year. Uh, tickets and the announcements will be on sale within the next couple of weeks. Um, and from there, some of our goals this year are to do more homegrown Richmond outreach events. And then also we've been uh, slowly stepping into the world of live music as well. So um, we're kind of continuing on where we've been in the past, but we've also really aggressively growing into new avenues and, and uh, platforms as well. Great, great, wonderful. That was Josh Berkey, who founded Victims and Villains, which is a multimedia nonprofit aimed at deconstructing the stigma around mental health through pop culture. Their new Winter Horrorland Film Festival is on January 27th, and it's free at the Downtown Main Library. There are links on the podcast page for this show at tvjerry.com. Josh and I got so wrapped up, and we forgot to mention that the final film of the festival will be The Blair Witch Project, featuring a live call with co-director Eduardo Sanchez. Coming soon. In theaters. Origin, Ava DuVernay's powerful adaptation of the bestseller Cast about the hierarchy of human division. Miller's Girl, Martin Freeman stars as a teacher who has complex issues with a student, played by Jenna Ortega, a.k.a. Wednesday. American Star is the name of a shipwreck in this action film featuring Ian McShane as yet another professional assassin. The Zone of Interest. Just Oscar-nominated for Best Picture, this German import follows the lives of an ordinary family whose father works next door at the concentration camp. Speaking of nominees, a number of those films are returning for a second chance, including Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Holdovers, Barbie, and Anatomy of a Fall. TV and Streaming. Feud on Hulu. Ryan Murphy's first season featured Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. This one is based on author Truman Capote and the fallout of his novel Answered Prayers, which detailed the life of New York society's elite. Masters of the Air on Apple. From producers Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks comes another series about military men. This one covers American pilots in World War II, including Austin Butler and Callum Turner. Baby Bandito on Netflix, based on the true story of a skater who pulled off a major heist in Chile. The Underdogs on Amazon. An ex-pro football star is washed up and gets sentenced to community service, which includes coaching a peewee team, starring Snoop Dogg. A Real Bug's Life on Disney, a documentary about little creatures featuring Aquafina as narrator. Will on Netflix, a man tries to survive as an auxiliary policeman during the Nazi occupation of Antwerp. Jack Whitehall settled down on Netflix, the British comic's latest comedy special. Expats on Amazon, a look at a group of expats living in Hong Kong, starring Nicole Kidman. The Greatest Night in Pop on Netflix, a documentary about the night when pop's biggest stars gathered to sing We Are the World. Next week, I'll be interviewing one of the area's most famous actors, Blair Underwood, who's been in numerous TV shows and movies, and most recently is in Origin, Ava DuVernay's powerful new film, which opens in Richmond this Friday. So you can do your homework and check it out before we talk. This is Jerry Williams. Thanks for listening. For more Sister, including literally thousands, thousands of reviews, reviews, visit tvjerry.com.